If you've ever tried being more productive, you know how exhausting it can be. What if you threw out everything you knew about what productivity is supposed to look like and decided on some new rules for yourself, your business, and your life? Rules where you get to center yourself as a priority, not your to-do list. Becca Rich is here today to show you how. Welcome to Big Fun Content, the show that helps you stand out from everyone else in your industry by building a brand you love and creating content that's impossible to ignore. I'm your host, Deanna Seymour, a graphic designer who creates high energy visuals and short form videos for some of the sassiest, boldest, most rebellious online businesses out there. Are you ready to up the fun in your content? Let's get started. Hey, Becca, how's it going? Hi, I'm super excited to be here, hanging with you. <laughs> me too. I'm so happy you're here. I'm going to dive right in. So tell me what your actual title is, because I don't want to mislabel you. <laughs> I don't have a title. My title is my name. I'm a human, okay. Becca Rich, but <laughs> I specialize in time. So like, I call myself a holistic time coach. Sometimes I call myself a holistic time management coach, but the word time management brings up a lot of junk for a lot of people. And it's bigger than management anyways, the way that I work with time. So yes. I could be anything. Okay, cool. And truth be told, everyone listening, I was like a minute late to the Riverside recording room. I'm just saying for the time person, for the time <laughs> management helper, I was late. Don't call yourself a time management helper. That's not great messaging. <laughs> helper. I'm, anyway. I'm your time helper. <laughs> I mean, most of us need help with time. Okay, so let's dive into that a little bit. I want you to talk about how you do time management differently or like how you approach yeah. time. Differently. Yeah. Now I feel like we're like in a DeLorean. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do you do to time? Like, I love this. Okay, yeah, get on it. So I approach time different, I think, than like typical time management point blank. I approach time from a ton of different lenses, but what's most important is I approach it with the interconnectedness of everything. So I approach time looking at it from your physical body, your mind, your emotions, your spirituality, but not just that, also your environment and your privilege and how you identify and all the things about you as a whole human being. We Think about how that impacts time and how time impacts that and create a relationship with it. Create a collaborative, regenerative, expansive relationship with time because when you're intentional with it, it expands. It You get more time the more that you are working with it, collaborating with it. And it's this magical thing that is nebulous and beautiful and universal and it's just awesome. I love time. <laughs> okay. All right. So for those people listening who are like, what does that even mean? Because I feel like we were just on a journey for a second. Like, I don't know if you can even do this, but can you give us an example of how that looks for someone? Because I feel like we're all just used to like our calendars and our to-do lists. So can you sort yeah. of say how maybe you do things differently or what that yeah. even means? Yeah. So Typical time management is like optimize every second, fit things in your whole calendar, squeeze it all in. And my approach is different because I'm saying put yourself first, which is cliche and everyone talks about that, but like actually tangibly figure out a way to put yourself first in your calendar, in your to-do list, in your schedule, whatever you use. And 
everything else that you do, you think about how that impacts you. You think about your capacity, you integrate your capacity. One of the things that my clients love is a, str a strategy is we first look at your capacity and how much time, how much energy, how much whatever, however you resonate with the word capacity, figure out tangibles because I'm an engineer. I love numbers. I love like how to turn intangible things to tangible and then fill it with your desires instead of try and cram all your desires into your schedule, everything that you want and need to do. We first figure out your capacity, your real capacity, and then fill it with what you actually want. Okay. I like that. Because I feel like you always hear that cliche of everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. No. But no, exactly. That's not real. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what I'm, I'm like... saying. So like the interconnectedness of like identity, privilege, finances, like all of that stuff impacts how we feel about time, how we spend it, what we do with it. You know, we in capitalist society, we have equated time with money and they're not the same thing. They're very different things. And I mm -hmm. often say time is bigger than management because it's literally the sun rising and setting every single day. It's the universe. Time is everything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This is like already I'm feeling more like a hippie than I did five <laughs> minutes ago when this episode started. Oh, my God. You're convincing me that I'm one with the earth and the time. Okay. So I want to talk about this sort of through a businessy lens a little bit. And you just said anti-capitalist. So I'm going to like dive in that a little bit. I feel like people talk about just outsourcing stuff or like, how do you, you said like time is more expansive when you start to sort of get this. So how do people get more out of their time? Does it mean I have to start an agency? I'm assuming no. <laughs> and hire a no. bunch of people for $5 an hour. Like, I think that's not a thing for anyone no. listening. If you're already listening, you know, I'm joking, but how does that work? Yeah, you read Tim Ferriss's book and follow all of his advice. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> Not to call people out. I don't know if you have to bleep the names out. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a one-on-one -on -one coach for a reason. Every single person I work with has different identity, different privilege, different standing in the world and their childhood, how they were brought up, like all of that stuff impacts how they spend their time. And so it's, it is hard to come up with examples for this mm -hmm. because it's so individual and that's what's beautiful and that's why I get massive results for my clients is because the customization the personalization from a business perspective I believe that no matter like where you are whether you're just starting out or you know you're years and years and years in you can spend your time depending on your privilege, depending on all the things, you have agency over your time and you have much more power and you have much more ability to spend it how you want to than we think that we do. And that is the like the reclamation there is super important. And so since starting my business, I was an engineer, I was in a cube, the cube life. And it's hard. Like it's really hard when you have kids, when you have all of these external things that decrease the agency that we have over our time. And so that's where the capacity comes into. That's where figuring out how much agency quantitatively you have in your life, in your day-to-day -day and in your week. Figure out how much is actually yours to be able to spend how you want to 
and then being able to choose how you want to spend it. So for me, I worked as an engineer, so I saved up. And then once I quit, I was traveling the world. I just got back from a year in Europe. And I was like, throughout this whole period, I really need to focus on healing. A lot of my PTSD, I was in therapy, I was in a lot of programs, and I was just like, I can only work three days a week. Like, I can only see clients three days a week. It activates my nervous system. And any more than that, I'm doing a disservice to me and my business, my relationships, my health. And so, like, that was where I was at over the last couple of years while I was growing my business. And the common thing is you have to work all day, every day in your business. And I just said, no, that's mm-hmm. that's not me. And so you can apply these these principles into your business no matter where you are. It's about figuring out how much agency you actually have and making the active decision about how to fill it. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm hearing you say working three days a week. And when you talk about it and you're talking about capacity and you're talking about that, it feels very different than like, let's say a coach who coaches coaches being like, (laughs) and I know you're a coach who probably coaches coaches, but you know, I'm putting that in air quotes. The people who are like drinking pina coladas on the beach and like this whole thing of like, you don't have to work and you're scaled and it's free and all this. And I'm just assuming, I mean, I know you a little, but I'm like, that's not what you're talking about, right? No. Yes. Okay. So that's all a facade. Like, honestly, I've been a digital nomad for three years since July of 2020. And I've never met someone who actually doesn't work. Yeah. Like who just sits on the beach and has pina coladas. Like literally I've never met someone and they have a team. They have an agency. They're making six figures. Like I met people in all stages of business all around the world. And that's fake. It's not real. You know who I think is the only person who doesn't work and who's really rich. And I don't even know if you're going to know who this person is. Cause I watch a lot of crappy reality TV, which probably eats up too much of my time if I really got serious about my holistic time use. Shep from Southern Charm. I feel like he's just like a rich, douchey white dude. And I think his family has money. And I think he like gets actual passive income probably from like properties his family owns or his dividends or whatever he gets. And anytime somebody starts talking about passive income, I'm like, the only person I know, not personally, obviously, but I'm like, is this douchey guy. Like, who wants to be Shep? Raise your hand. Nobody. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe somebody somewhere does. Um, And I just want to say, like, the people that I have met are still stressed AF. They're still, like, struggling with time. They're still struggling to make enough money, even though they're still making... Like, it's just never enough. mm -hmm. And that's one of the central themes for the, the way that I teach time management is how do you figure out how much is enough money? How much is enough stuff to get done? How much is enough and how to feel more content and fulfilled with how you spend your time and what you've gotten done. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to know if you can help us a little bit, at least start to like peel back the layer of how do we figure out what's enough? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to take an actual break together. So if you want to, if it feels accessible, you can get comfy. You can maybe shake. You can close your eyes. If you want to close your eyes, I'm going to, because that allows me to go inwards. You can put your feet on the ground and just notice if your body just naturally relaxes or if something else happens. 
maybe taking a big deep breath in and then opening your mouth and sighing it out, letting it go. And taking another big deep breath in, sending the breath down into your feet, into the ground. And letting that one go, sighing it out. And one more biggest, deepest breath of your day so far. And sigh it out, let it go. And coming back to the surface, if you wanna wiggle or stretch in any way, and if your eyes were closed, you can open your eyes and look around your space. And we're back. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Thank you so much for leading us on that little break. I loved it. We tricked you. It was a break. You thought it was a commercial break, but it was just a break break. So you're welcome, everybody. It was a real break, y'all. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. All right, so let's dive in and try to start at least peeling back the onion of figuring out how much is enough. We're all good. After those deep breaths, I'm like, life is good. So yeah, for enoughness, like this could expand to everything, but because it's a content podcast, like I want to stay specific and maybe you, you can expand out from there. But figuring out how much is content is enough to create is not an easy thing, right? We're all struggling to figure out how much to create, how much to do, to get the clients, to grow the following, to XYZ, whatever output or result we're trying to create. And this is where what I was talking about earlier comes into play, right? Like we can either approach content with, this is what I have to do. This is what I should do. This is what the standard is. This is what the algorithm gods want us to do, whatever the thing is, right? Or we can approach it with, this is my capacity. This is how much I can do. This is how much I'm willing to do. When we approach it with the algorithm and the shoulds and I, this is what I think I need to do to create the results that I want, it's often more than our capacity. It's often more than what we can and should do. And it's often creating worse results. It creates bad content. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't create content that is good for our bodies, our nervous systems, which it's extractive. And in the long term, that means that it's bad for business, it's bad for clients, it's bad for creativity, it's bad for everything, everyone involved, it's bad. Mm -hmm. And when we approach content with our capacity and we fill, we figure out how much is enough for us, how much we can do, honestly, realistically, how much we can do, and we figure out, okay, I can create two posts a week with looking at all of my responsibilities, I have kids, I have a side gig, I have clients, I have whatever, all the things. When you figure out, okay, how much quality time can I set aside to think, to play, to create, to have fun? That's what's going to create the good content, right? The content that actually creates the results that we're looking for. The content that feels fun for us to create, that, that does its job, mm -hmm. right? I'm wondering, can I ask a question really fast? Yeah. I'm wondering if people push back a little bit or have trouble talking about capacity. Like I feel like the way I grew up and obviously just like in our society, 
I feel like people are like, it's okay. I can take it. I can do it. They said do five. They said do one every day. I can do it. I can take it. Do you find that your clients sometimes struggle to like accept their capacity or like figure that out? Like it's maybe inflated at first or they feel guilty for saying it's only two posts or something like that. Do they struggle with that? Okay. Every single person. Yeah. I I don't know a single person that hasn't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a grief. There's a grief and there's conditioning, right, that we have to come up against when we're looking at how much we can actually do. Well, because it can feel like a failure, right? We're like, yeah. well, it feels like everybody else is doing this and I can only do this realistically. Yeah. Um, Okay. There's so much grief there and we're not taught how to sit with that grief of quote unquote being a failure. But like I said, like we have to remind ourselves again and again that when you are creating quality time for your creation, for you to think, to play, to have fun, that's what's going to create so much more results, right? That's what's going to bring in the clients, the money, like whatever you're trying to create, you do so much easier when you're playing and having fun and enjoying yourself. When you're sitting there rushing and trying to stress yourself out and you create these fake deadlines in your head and fake expectations about what you should be doing based on what other people or you know whatever your clients and your people and your community they're gonna feel that through your content they're Mm -hmm. gonna feel like you're just trying to use them to get money it's extractive again like it's manipulative yes and I feel like the more brave thing to do like in all honesty I mean not that it has to be a competition or you have to like win now I'm like still capitalist because I'm like we can win we just have to reframe this competition (laughs) that we're in but it's almost like more brave to say I only need to do two and like be cool with that like I'm like wow how cool are you you only do two like you're chill and then also what that opens up space for which is going back to the beginning of what you were saying like your capacity as a whole person like not just with content but like your whole life yeah you only have so much so if you're posting all this time like something else is not going to be able to happen right yeah for sure And there's nuance here. So I want to share a little bit of my personal experience for the first two and a half years into business. It recently shifted over the last six months or less. I used to struggle with this a lot. I used to like be like, okay, I need to make X amount of posts per week and create a schedule and create like this whole thing. And for whatever reason, something clicked a couple of months ago. And I realized, you know, I had been spending two hours on a simple email that takes someone two minutes to read or spending five hours like trying to create like these perfect two posts a week. And so I just want to say there's nuance here of like quality versus quantity. Now it takes me probably five to 10 minutes to make a post and I post maybe once or even twice or three times a day. But I do so because I've healed the overthinking and I've healed the perfectionism and I've healed all of the stuff that was causing me to spend five hours on a post. And so there is like this nuance here of like quantity versus quality. I post when I want to, when I have the capacity to, because I've done so much work around this and I have, I know when I'm posting in joy and when I'm allowing myself to create. And because I'm more present in my life, I take experiences from my life and I'm able to tell stories about them much more easily in my content that allows me to connect with people. And there's a journey here that goes from like 
I have to post two times a day or two times a week or whatever and create this schedule and create all this like rules and structure around it. And it slowly like kind of arose into this place where you're just creating because it feels easy and fun and you're just playing. And it's not even a thing that I think about anymore at this point. I just Mm -hmm. speak and express and just post and I'm done. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Like it's not listening to this podcast and Deanna and Becca said post two times a week. Like it, it can look different. It's like, like what? but maybe it could be three times a day if it doesn't feel like what I love that you just told that story because I think spending and I'm just saying quote unquote too much time I spend a lot of time on my emails and sometimes I feel like oh I'm not supposed to be spending this much time on my emails I really like writing my emails and I get into it and I like making the graphics that I make and I like went to my husband's like show his band played a show and I made a special gif of them playing on stage but I want that gif like I like that gif and I am working through me being like no I want to spend this time on this and I honestly at a certain point wouldn't even consider that business but just me being creative and playing like you said like playing with I was gonna say playing with my life but in my life you know like it was a fun thing for me to do and I wanted to do it yeah so just letting go of how much time you should be spending on your email, whether that's a long time or a little time or like just finding your own rhythm and your own. I mean, that's what you're all about. Just figuring out what it looks like for you. And I love that you said everybody is different because sometimes I think a lot of people in the online business world and maybe in the other worlds too, just want to systematize everything. And it gets like, I am like, it's exhausting. I know. I'm like, it, and for a second, I was like, is there something wrong with me? Because I can't systematize everyone in a back end of Dubsado and figure it out. Like, And I'm like, no, this is no. fine. It's okay if it takes a little longer. Because honestly, that's the way I like to do it. So mm. yeah, get off yeah. my back, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, big picture here, because we're just like in this place of I need to do more, I need to get more done. It's never enough. Like, blah, blah, blah. we rarely pause to question why we're doing something, why we're doing anything. Yeah, we don't you have know? time. We don't have <laughs> time. <laughs> we don't. People don't. They don't make time to like actually take a step back and look at their life in a meta way. And that is going to I mean, it does, but if you do that, like that is going to change everything. You're not going to have that pressure to post. You're not going to feel like I should be spending less time doing this or I'm wasting time doing this. We spend so much energy and attention and resource judging ourselves on how we spend our time. And when we free that up, like it's wild how much time we get back. Yeah. You're like, wow. Oh my gosh. Look at all this time that got uncovered for me not judging myself for hours yep. every single day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Becca, this was awesome. I hope everybody like hears this. I hope they enjoyed that fun little break we did. And, you know, just take some time to take, take some time, waka waka, but take some time to really think about you and yourself and how you want why you're doing everything yeah just take a break like take a day off cool out do some breathing nail it just saying yeah thank you so much for being here you're awesome i can't wait to pay attention more to your posts like that sounded awful like i don't pay attention to them but i'm just saying i want to see these posts now i don't spend very much time on social media for someone who talks about it a lot me neither edit this out (laughs) no i don't the cat's out of the bag 
I have like a 45 minute limit on my phone and my husband has the passwords. I can't ignore limit. <laughs> Ooh, I like that because I did those limits too for a while and it was like, yeah, right. I'm just gonna push this button. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Awesome. All right, Becca, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. To connect with Becca, head to theholistictimecoach.com and find her on Instagram and LinkedIn as the Holistic Time Coach too. Of course, all the links will be in the show notes. So head on over to those and connect with her as well. Thanks for listening to Big Fun Content. If you like what you heard today, think about pushing that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Also, I would love it if you would leave me a review so more people could find me. Wink, wink. And last but not least, if you want to remain in my world and get some really fun emails in your inbox, head over to deannaseymour.com newsletter to join my email list. See you next time.